1: Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guess who we have today again with us, everyone. Maya Holland is here, everybody. Yay! (laughs) Welcome, Maya. Welcome back.
2: Thank you. I'm happy to be back.
1: Today, we are talking about energy balances and imbalances. How energy imbalances can result in physical things. How energy creates things, how thoughts create things. We talk about this all the time, mind over matter. Right. Thought comes first and Usually. then you voice it Right. and then you get physical manifestation. Boom.
2: Your thoughts, not only do they control, like you said, your words and the things that you say out loud, but that is what is attracted in the universe. So if you're always, you know, speaking negatively, then it's pretty likely you're going to have sort of a negative life
1: so here's what like whenever it was that i first heard this a long time ago was energy follows thought okay but i feel like my thoughts are energetic (laughs) do you know what i mean so that for me confuses me especially when i talk to matt because i'm sitting there minding my own business maya minding my own business (laughs) quiet And Matt will say, woman, stop yelling at me. I'm like, hmm, I didn't even say a word. And he'll say, your thoughts are so loud. And he actually, like in our family, we're like a little weird family. (laughs) But like, we we totally operate telepathically, always have. So they literally hear my thoughts to the point where I'm thinking, I'm in one room and I'm thinking about, I don't know, let's just say a glass of water And Matt will come in and say, stop yelling, I heard you, and hand me the glass of water. Okay, we're like that nuts.
2: Oh my God. See, that's a sign that you guys are all so present and so in tune. Is that what's happening? (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that happens to me all the time. And it's always so crazy to see your thoughts and visions manifest in physical form. So, Something like that happened to me the other day. Oh my god. So the other day, I was going to meet up with a friend for a drink. And I kept thinking, Oh, one of our other friends is probably going to be there. I won't text him. So I show up to the place. And both of them are there. And I just started laughing. And I said, Oh my god, I knew you were going to be here. That's why I didn't text you. And he said, Well, how did you know you're just making up for the fact that you didn't text me? And I said, no, no, I, I actually knew, but like, I couldn't prove it. It's just, I had a thought when I was on the bus ride and then it happened.
1: See, that kind of stuff happens all the time. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just me and my circle of friends. When I was growing up, we were, that's how we operated. Like there was right. no questioning it. That's how we operate. Yeah. But, but then like, you know, I meet Matt who I assumed was not intuitive like me. Cause you know, he's, He's really good at math. He's really good at business. He's so logical. (laughs) Like if you put us together, I'm so I could be hot headed and I could be like all loving, like all my emotions are right there. You can see them. I hide nothing. Mm -hmm. But with Matt, it's it's when you first look at Matt, it's harder for most people to read Matt. So you would think Matt is like the most total, like by the book, logical person. Right. And so what I'm saying is I'm like the opposite. But I totally forgot what I was saying now. What was I saying?
0: <laughs> All your friends were very intuitive. And
1: oh, I, because of Matt's profession and because of Matt's what he's interested in, like, you know, he loves math and everything. I assumed that there's no way he could be intuitive and he's more intuitive than I am like really really talented he can he can read from far away when we became friends we would play these games out in the world like he would read people yeah and he would pick out something that was so outrageous I'm like, no way. <laughs>
0: well, on our honeymoon was is the classic example.
1: Yeah, classic example. Ugh, I wish we could come up with other ones. I think we've talked about this one before, but okay, here we go. So we're sitting on the beach and well, let's just put it in city blocks. So we're like, I don't know, three blocks away from someone. So, and there, there's a crowd of people he picks out one person and he says okay you see that guy with the corduroy whatever you know like he had a backpack backpack." i'm like okay i see him okay he's like okay um at one o'clock like you know like picturing a clock and saying okay so we got the pinpoint like we know exactly who we're talking about i'm like yeah got him okay and he said that guy and all he was doing was standing
0: but he had a backpack on, he was wearing, he was wearing long trousers, he had a long sleeve shirt on, he wasn't really dressed for the beach. Okay. well That's but, clue number one.
1: Okay. Okay. So, but what, what I'm trying to say is Matt saw someone from three blocks away and said to me, see that guy right there? And mind you, he does this with everybody. Okay. So not just a guy that is dressed a little differently. Right. We do this at coffee shops, too. Like, he'll pick out what car someone
0: drives. Oh, the car oh. game is fun.
1: And then we'll kind of follow <laughs> I love them. the car game. And they get into that car. Like, the car that he described this person would probably drive. <laughs> so, we're at the beach. He's like, this guy is a Bible thumper. I'm like, what is that? So I never knew what a Bible thumper was. I
0: don't even know what that
1: is. Do you want to explain what a Bible thumper is? Honey?
0: See, I know way too much slang because I read way too much from too many time periods, but a Bible thumper is one of those traditional terms where like the preacher would be giving a sermon and he would keep hitting his Bible as he was giving his sermon. So This is somebody very passionate about his Christianity, which we tend to ascribe to like a serious born again Christian, but, um, you know, in some cases it can be more forceful than in other cases.
1: So Matt's like, this guy is a Bible thumper. I'm like, no way. And then we forgot about it, right? We go about our day at the beach. And then sometime later, we end up walking past this guy. And lo and behold, as we do, he pulls out a Bible and starts talking (laughs) to someone in front of him about some verses, some texts out of the Bible.
2: What
0: do you know? Oh my God.
1: So back to, intu- to intuition and just reading, that's how good he is.
0: Practice, practice, practice though.
1: And Exactly. So, it's all in the practice. So Matt, actually, this, this is a whole show right here because I'm like, how do you do that? How in the world do you do that? And you have a very beautiful philosophy about that, about really connecting with people like that to, to get, information on someone like that, it's really quite beautiful. But anyway, so as we're talking about all this, this is just to let you know, Maya, like our family, I'm not sure if we're considered crazy or not, but this is how we operate. So...
2: All from
1: intuition, though. That's the best place. So my my first question, even before we start our show, which is we're talking about energy imbalances and how they can result in physical dis-ease. And really, disease comes from an uneasy feeling. When your realm around you is a little messed up, a little off-kilter, it can eventually... It's like layers. Matt always says it's an onion. It's like an energetic onion, like all the energetic layers. And eventually they come down to your physical body. It's like a space around you. And it can eventually result in a physical manifestation, much like you think about ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. And lo and behold, there's ice cream all around you. Or if you're thinking, oh, I really like this. Car, like a, I don't know, cars, Matt. Name a car <laughs>
0: quickly. <laughs> Subaru Impressive WRX STI.
1: Okay, whatever that is, if I keep thinking about it, I will start seeing them everywhere, <laughs> right? They show up everywhere, yeah. whatever that is. And so that's what we're talking about. Is that correct? <laughs> it is.
2: Yeah,
1: you but how ahead. energy imbalances can result in physical dis-ease discomfort matt doesn't want to use the word disease because it's so negative but it's disease. physical
2: symptoms
1: not feeling well, easy <laughs> exactly
2: i think the first thing i'll touch on really goes back to what you were saying about the different layers and how you're energy bodies are kind of like an onion because every living being has what's called an aura. So for people that haven't heard that term before, it's basically just your energy that surrounds you. And it's kind of like your second skin. So our skin keeps our organs healthy and intact. And if we didn't have our skin, obviously we'd get highly infected with dirt and grime and like our guts would be spilling everywhere so your aura is kind of like that for your energy bodies so when your aura is really healthy and full and alive you are healthy and full and alive but when your aura is very depleted and there's holes in it and it's weak you are suddenly not as full of yourself and you start to show physical symptoms and there's different levels of things that can be out of balance but that's kind of the main i guess umbrella of energetic imbalances and how they can physically affect you
1: the first time i was around your group of people maya the -hmm. first time i heard them say that i thought i misunderstood what they said because they were saying you really need to be full of yourself i'm like say what now I need to be right. full of myself because that's such a negative. Um, it has such a negative connotation. Like, oh, this person's full of themselves. But I totally understand what you're saying. You need to totally embody yourself. You, exactly. You can't have. You can't walk around bleeding everywhere or like you know bleeding energetically. I guess right. Right. And when because you're, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: That's okay. Not only does that affect you, it also affects the people around you as well.
1: Right. I mean, in, in a good way or a positive way. It's like when you show up in a room, you show up before your physical body does. They can sense you. We did a show. We were talking about plants and the mm-hmm. secret life of cells. And a long time ago, I don't know how many years ago, there was a scientist who hooked up his light detecting machine to his plants. And he was just monitoring levels yeah. of it just many different levels and so one day he was bringing a pot of coffee or something right he had boiling hot water and yeah. some spilled by accident on one of the plants and the plant that was hooked up to the lie detecting machine it started spiking like crazy like it showed distress oh my god Over seeing this other plant being scalded by boiling water and so he noticed this and he thought to himself, like in his own thoughts, he thought, let me try this again, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pour the boiling water this time, but I'm going to pretend like I'm going to and see if this happens again. Like, was it, and what do you call it, Matt? An anomaly. Right. Right. Anomaly. So he, he goes to do it again and he's looking at the plant he's like, okay, I'm going to pour water. He's thinking to himself, I'm going to pour boiling water on this thing. And this time the plant didn't, Have any reaction. But he had done it enough to realize that the plant could actually feel him and his thoughts, and knew the plant knew that he was not going to go through with it this time. And so there's a whole series of events, and he monitored this plant and how our energies are actually totally intertwined and how we can feel each other. So this plant was hooked up to the lie detecting machine. The guy goes about his n- normal day outside of the apartment outside of his home and he i think one day he gets into a, a little car fender bender mm-hmm. he's recording everything that happens to him throughout the day and with a time check like at 305 this is what happened you know so he comes back and he looks at the ledger that's connected to the lie detecting machine and the plant and everything at precisely the moment he got into an accident the plant had a reaction the same kind of reaction with the boiling water so this is to show like I mean Maya is this part of the auric field our energetic field how we can sense each other
2: it is I mean I don't know if you guys have ever walked into a room and you feel just the energy drop or lift depending on where you were previously and that's literally a culmination of everybody's energy and the vibe that they create in the room that you're in and i mean every living being including plants has an aura so even though it might sound kind of crazy that they felt it of course they did if you think about it
1: it's yeah that's so cool once again this is how we operate we're at the store i'm like we gotta get out of here (laughs) yeah or all of a sudden i feel something i'm literally picking things up from uh, the next aisle over you know and and you know but i'm learning to contain myself and be full of myself so it doesn't totally like pierce me so hard Mm -hmm. so that i'm not so messed up the rest of the day that's one thing that i always have to work on is i'm i feel like my field is way too open you know? Mm-hmm.
2: And that's why it's important to keep updating and through meditation and just mindfulness, cleaning out your energy bodies, strengthening them. So gross energies like that don't infect your field.
1: Or just like, it doesn't even have to be gross, right? Like I just, I I don't know, I, I, I feel everything.
0: <laughs> well, it's almost like you're getting drawn into other people's drama on a On a sub-level, on a level that's not necessarily something that you register, but you can feel it in the room.
1: I embody it. The only time I don't embody it is when I'm actually practicing martial arts. With martial arts, everything syncs up for me, and I'm completely present. I guess full of myself, as as you guys would say, right? And I'm not affected to that hardcore level of I feel like I need to go and hide under my comforter, you know, hide under my pillow for the rest of the day. I feel like I can handle it. It's not going to knock me over. Right. And so is that what happens when you feel the imbalance? Like, how would you describe an energy imbalance?
2: Well, it can kind of take a couple different forms. For example, it can show itself physically. It can show itself mentally. So this will happen for me a lot. I start overthinking everything. I get a little bit anxious. I get pretty sad and just kind of like there's a gray cloud over me. And then you're also very susceptible to attracting other people's energies and not being able to make the best decisions. So for example, if you're not keeping up with updating your energies, then you're basically going to get infected with everybody else's energy. You can't differentiate your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings from those around you. And then it becomes either hard to make decisions or you physically show symptoms
1: Can you describe some of these symptoms, especially for younger people? What do you think is really happening as far as what are some energetic imbalances and what are some physical things that happen when you're off balance?
2: Yeah. Well, so there's actually this book that I really like by Francesca McCartney. That's who I know you're studying with and that's who I got my certification from, but it's called the body of health. And there's this excerpt from it that says, you can quickly self-diagnose in the present as you are able to immediately sense the first signs of dis-ease, dash in there, and choose to make a healing change. Repressed anger is an emotion that pollutes health and is easy enough to change into cleansing anger expressed with right thought and an objective perspective. Anger can be transformed by communicating your feelings while holding your perception in present time. So I think that kind of alludes to the fact that you can have these emotions, but the more you ignore them, the more that these physical symptoms start to show. So... Some of them, if we're just talking about the chakra system specifically, if you focus on the first chakra, so that's in charge of your grounding and survival information. It's located at the base of your spine. And if it's unbalanced or ungrounded, you often have excessive anger. People get really stressed out and they become obsessed with like materialistic things. And then in terms of the body, it can show itself as knee pain oftentimes a really low immune system. So getting sick often or eating disorders are a really common connection here. So that's just kind of one example, but I can go into a couple more if you guys.
0: Well, it it almost sounds like the classic guy thing. Like, you know, we we keep it together, we keep it together, we keep it together, and then we explode. Right. Because we're hold all kinds of really negative energies inside and we don't let them out. Unless, of course, we do it in one of the sanctioned male ways, like, you know, boxing or, you know, something. Exactly. But it, it's one of those things. and it, But we get into the whole logic versus emotion because I have, logically speaking, that all makes perfect sense. And, you know, disconnected from the given scenario, again, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Yes. You need to deal with your emotions. Absolutely. When you have the emotions, it can be really hard to, to hear that because exactly. in the world, in the world of conflict, emotion always trumps logic. It's just the way it goes because right. we're, we're willing to burn everything from an emotional point of view. We just don't care.
1: So what do you do when there's such imbalance in that first chakra when, when there's such imbalance of material mm-hmm. stuff, right? So when you're in the thick of it, what would you do?
2: So if I don't really have time to meditate, I really like to journal. That just kind of helps me get all my thoughts out on paper and I can kind of process them. And then from there, I'll go into meditation where there's a couple of processes that I like to use to clear out that energy, basically drain it and fill it back up with my personal life force and healing energy.
0: It's interesting you mentioned drain, because I would say, for me, you know, when I when I'm in one of these imbalanced states, Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing a workout to exhaustion, or, you know, it's like, it's like, I just need a win right now. That's it. I don't care what the win is. I just need one. So I need, you know, a barista at a coffee place to give me an extra shot of espresso. Who knows? It's it. It can be the tiniest, stupidest thing. So Mm -hmm. it's either that or I have to work myself to exhaustion and actually do something. It's not about being at a gym. It's about climbing a climbing a hill or a mountain, you know, on a bike.
1: And do you guys think, like thinking uh, about this energy center of the body and it having to do with the basic needs, right? The earthly needs, the very bottom, not bottom, bottom's not a good term for it, but like basically your earthly needs, right? This is what this (laughs) chakra represents. This is what this energy system represents. Do you think this is why people get so obsessed especially at a certain age, like in high school especially, so obsessed with shoes and clothing and material things around you, like so obsessive.
2: I think one of the main reasons that a lot of teens can become really materialistic in high school, and of course, obviously there's reasons outside of this that play a role, but the root chakra or the first chakra is responsible for our sense of safety and security on Earth. And so when that becomes infected, you feel very insecure. You don't really know who you are. It's hard to kind of plant your feet on the ground. And so people tend to find comfort with materialistic things because they feel like that gives them more safety and something solid.
1: This totally makes sense.
2: Yeah. But it can also, each chakra, because it's in charge of different parts of the body, imbalances have different effects. So, for example, the third chakra is located mid-stomach, so solar plexus. It's in charge of vitality, your personal power, your dreams. And when it's in balance, you have really high self-esteem and self-compassion, but When it's unbalanced, you have a really big fear of rejection. You're very critical of yourself and then physically tired, dizzy, digestive problems and on a long-term level, chronic tiredness. So that would be if you don't really deal with the issues, they become really long-term.
1: So going back to the first one, Matt, you were saying it's interesting because... I was saying, why do you think we concentrate so much on physical things like shoes and physical appearances? And say again what you were saying to us before. In,
0: in many ways, like certainly a new pair of shoes or I'm supposing a new purse, but, you know, new pants, new shirt, whatever it is, it's like it's almost like armor or a hug or, a you know, a something. It's protection. Yeah. It can be protection.
1: And it's interesting because, so we were, we were talking about from the outside and then coming in, we were talking about the auric field, your energetic field, the space around you. But it's interesting that we tend to go the opposite way when we don't have these tools. So I'm going to build a field of protection around me by having this shoe or this jacket. Right. Right. Whereas you wouldn't even need all that stuff. If you have these tools to have like a spiritual coat on or spiritual armor, because nothing can pierce you. Well, you know, you're way more protected than any jacket you would acquire.
2: And you have tools to deal with those problems if they do arise.
1: Right. It's just fascinating. So that's, that's just the first energy system what right. we call the first chakra which is usually red
2: yes and it can vary from person to person but yeah
1: mostly red it goes roy okay. biv. red yeah. orange yellow <laughs> it took me a while i'm like oh my god that's for the rainbow also <laughs> i learned
2: that in oh my god i think first grade do you still remember that or did you just learn that
0: Roy I, I learned in college, actually. You guys, believe I, it or not. I
1: didn't even know the the colors of the rainbow until I was in my 30s. Nice. I, you know, I never thought about it. I'm like, look at the rainbow. Hm.
0: But then what's interesting is, as we know from Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, um, showing on the prism, generating the rainbow from a, a, a white light is there's different frequencies each Mm -hmm. color has its own wavelength or frequency or something because i ignored that day in physics but yeah and so do the chakras and each
1: yeah and that's basically that's what that's what maya is talking about right maya you have different frequencies depending on what chakra you're talking about
2: exactly and just like chakras have different frequencies colors do as well I mean, in the energy medicine world, each color is associated with a different healing technique because they all possess different vibrations. So it's just really interesting how it's all connected.
1: So my question right now in this short span of time of this tiny little episode of this podcast, Maya, can you maybe point out what the biggest thing a biggest takeaway is right now for teens especially what is it that's resulting in an energy imbalance mostly for teens right now in today's world i don't want to be being so generalized or being generalizing too much but just for the sake of time before they take your courses tools for teens before they come and they work with you If you could give us a little tidbit right now, what would you say is the main thing that most teens in today's world are dealing with as far as energy imbalance? What do you think, what have you seen? What do you feel is happening?
2: I think this is gonna be a little bit general, but I think that the biggest imbalance teens are experiencing today is the struggle of self-identity and figuring out how to differentiate who they are what their opinions are, how they feel from the situations and people that they're surrounded with. And that's something that a lot of kids had the goal of, I guess, discovering when they came to my first round of classes. A lot of kids said, I just want to be able to come back to my body and understand how my energy feels and truly what it looks
1: like. That's a major accomplishment to even come up with that thought because when I'm in the thick of things, the last thing I feel like I'm asking is how do I, what is it, where's my field? Do you know what I mean? I feel so scattered and so on other people. Mm Mm-hmm like you know what i mean that i don't even realize wow i'm not even thinking about where do i stand in this like Mm -hmm. i completely understand i think that's pretty evolved to to even come up with that
2: i know kids these days i mean like i mentioned (laughs) in our previous episode kids are so intuitive and i think they they sense it but they don't necessarily know how to put words to it But that's why I'm so happy that intuition and meditation is more accepted this day and age because it gives them an outlet that's not just like therapy or psychiatry or things that are a little bit more things that aren't as abstract.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was when I was a teenager, I knew that the way my family lived and their, their thoughts weren't my thoughts. And I knew that. Even my friend's thoughts were not necessarily my thoughts. They were certainly closer, but they weren't quite there. And so I was just this bundled ball of anger because I didn't know how to express that. I didn't know how to, um, you know, go through an experience other than in some very, very limited ways.
1: Right. Guys, for me, all I could hear were other people's thoughts and other people's wills. Then mm-hmm. I felt like I had just had my arms up, like shielding my head and mm-hmm. like a prisoner just marking an X on the counter because I'm like, I need to get out of here because there's no way I even have the ability or the space to express myself. So I needed to get out. I was just holding it all in, holding my breath to get out of the situation, which yeah. was the- and I- everything.
2: Right. And I know that that's something that a lot of teens, kids and young adults struggle with, because if you don't have an outlet, whether that's like you were saying that exercise, going on a walk, listening to music, meditation, if you don't have an outlet, you just bottle up all these energies and then eventually they're going to explode. But something that I really like to do in times where I just feel really scatterbrained and kind of not myself. I imagine casting a huge golden net across the entire globe and just collecting it kind of like you would a fishing net. And any places that I've been in the past couple of days, weeks, months, just pulling all my energy inside of that, imagining it on top of my head and then just falling over me so all my energies are now back into my body. That's kind of like a quick little exercise you can do.
1: Thank you so much for that. So to get all these tools to to have a balanced everything, a balanced life, a balanced mental life, a balanced physical life, This is what Maya teaches everyone. And you can reach her. You can go to Maya's website. It's mayasimone.com. She has a workshop. She's the founder of Tools for Teens. Can our listeners right now sign up and be a part of this community with you?
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be leading a group class starting sometime in November, date to be determined very soon. And Tools for Teens is basically a resource for kids to deal with social and emotional issues through the use of energy medicine. I offer group classes and one-on-one guided meditations where teens can develop these tools. My website is mayasimone.com, and my email is also posted there. It's maya at mayasimone.com. I'm always happy to answer questions Or connect with people.
1: Thank you so much, Maya, for being with us. And thank you for the series we're doing with you. We really appreciate you being with us. I'm
2: so honored. Thank you. And
1: doing all of this, this is so important. Your work is great. And our kids are also working with you. And we're so happy about that. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Reach out to Maya. Reach out to us. We're all here for one another. This is our home this is our the world is our home the world is a small town and everyone's on your side that's what i say to matt when we're driving i'm like don't get mad at that person who just flipped us off on the road that's our friend our friend is having a bad day everyone's on our side it's all right they need to go to the bathroom they're in a hurry they're upset so anyway we're all here for each other thank you so much Maya and we'll talk to you in a few days reach out to Maya reach out to us we're all here for you talk to you in a few days everybody be well bye Bye
0: bye-bye